Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Guys, we have shout outs. Two shout outs from two very different places in the world. So that's pretty cool. Our first shout out comes from the United States, from the state of Arizona. And we need to say hi to Logan. Logan is six years old and he loves listening to the podcast every night before bed. And his favorite episode is Snapsy the Alligator and his best friend forever. Yeah. I think you read that one too. Hi, Logan from Arizona. Thank you so much for listening. And we love Snapsy the Alligator also. And his BFF. (laughs) And our next shout out goes from Arizona all the way on the globe, flying to Madrid, Spain. And this is saying hello to Leela or Layla. Layla or Leela and her daddy. We love your stories and we always listen to them in our car. Our favorite is the Lorax and they've heard it so many times that Leela knows it by heart. Hello, Leela and to her daddy, Tamim. Hello, thank you so much for listening. Say, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Do you know where Spain is? Mm-hmm. Here's our globe. Lila, you made us get the globe out again. This is what I always do with Conchetta when we give a new country. So here we are, right over here in Florida, where the palm trees are. I'll keep my finger there. Yep, now you're going to go across the ocean. Spain is close to Germany. All the way right here. You see this lady with this dress? She's a flamenco dancer. That is Spain, right there. Uh, we have um, family members, actually, Layla, that live in, uh, oh no, what is it called? It's an island. Uh, Mayorca. They live in May. I think it's an island or it's on the shore. It's by the beach. And there's. we also have other family members on Conchetta's daddy's side from Germany. They live in Mallorca and they also live in Cantalone, I think is how you say I it. Say it sounds like Cantalopia, but it's Cantalone, I think is how you say it. Uh, yeah, so we were actually right before the pandemic supposed to go there for a big family reunion and it got canceled. Maybe next summer we'll be in Spain. We'll let you guys know. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 In two weeks, what happens? Summer. I mean, wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait, not summer is over. No. Summers begin. Yes. Yes. School will be out. Yes. And we're taking a trip where? New Jersey and Germany. New Jersey and maybe Germany. We're not really sure if we can get over there yet. I know, but because of coronavirus, we have to really plan it good. But definitely we're going to New Jersey. We're leaving like the day or two after school's out. Driving up. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to see all our family. And 
What are we going to do in New Jersey? I, I don't know. Go to the beach? What else? <laughs> Swim? No, I don't know. Fishing? All kinds of stuff. Fishing? No, I don't want to fish. You don't want to fish? I don't want to go You want to go crab- <laughs> crabbing? No! You remember that when we I, went there no, last time? No, I don't want to go crabbing. Why? Last time you liked it. <laughs> I don't like You it. probably don't remember because you were I prob- just want to play with, like, Tori and Gara and, like, go to the pool with them. And go to go swim. To go to the beach and swim and have fun. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be our last podcast episode. We're going to take a summer break because we're not really going to be home. We're going to be gone traveling around, visiting people. So we are going to be back not until when school starts again, maybe in September or oh, no. end of August. What am I going to bring? What are you going to bring? Start packing now. Yeah, we're going to be gone for about six weeks or something like that, maybe um, a little longer. How about I have one luggage with, like, my clothes and, like, my toothbrushes and stuff and, like, all the stuff I need and one other luggage with all my the toys I want to bring? Sounds good. We just got to make sure we have room in the car because yeah. the dog is coming with us. Oh my god, guys! So we're so excited for summer. I'm sure all of you are excited where you live. Wait, imagine her like going up to the front seat while we're driving on the runway. Oh god! No. Wait, no, not the runway. Wait, what? The highway. I know what you meant. Runway, high. You meant, you meant highway. So I know some of you guys. It's not summer where you live, um, but here it's summer. And not only that, it's getting so much better with coronavirus, at least here in the U.S. And I think every week and month that goes by with more and more people getting vaccinated, it's going to be getting better and better. So we are ready. We've been we are ready. in lockdown or being quarantined or being safe for like a year and a half now almost. And it's like being locked in a jail cell. Well, it hasn't been that bad. We're in our house. I wouldn't equate our house to a jail cell, but um, we're ready. We're ready to travel and see things. And we can't wait. And so we are going back, like Maybe we, we said. squeeze in the North Pole, too. The North Pole. Oh, my gosh. No, no way. <laughs> um, we're going back to New Jersey, where we're from, where oh, we're both born. Mommy grew up by the beach. And so I'm going to take you back to the beach, like where you belong. The first person I want to go to is actually either going to be Nini or Uncle Sean. I'm going to flip yeah. a point on one side. And we're going to spend our days hanging out on the beach and being sandy and salty and swimming and playing and doing all those things. So this week's book is an homage. You know what that word is? Homage Mm -hmm. to summer, to the summers that I spent. The book is called One Morning in Maine, and it's all about a little girl who loses her tooth. No. But also does all the things that I used to do as a little girl, clamming and running around by the ocean and seagulls and going on boats and in a small little fishing town, and that's what I've I did. I've never been in a boat before, but I have chased a whole You lot have of been in a boat, before. you just don't remember. Like when I was like four or something? Yeah, maybe a little younger. So we're going to have a good summer, and this week's book is all about celebrating that fact we're going to miss you guys. If you guys can't hear on my trampoline. You can show us jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> I should have said that. Are you going to edit that sound out? No, yeah, it's fine. And, uh, yeah, so we wish you all a great summer break or a break from school. We're happy things are hopefully going in the right direction. And we Maybe will. Maybe you could get a Tesla. 
Tesla. <laughs> we need a bigger car than that to drive all the miles we're driving. Yeah, there's only two seats in Tesla's. Right, well. Anyway, so, guys, have a great summer. Have a great summer. We'll miss you all. We'll be back. Look for us. End of August, early September. We'll be back. Everybody have a great summer. Bye, guys. Yay! One Morning in Maine by Robert McCloskey. One morning in Maine, Sal woke up. She peeked over the top of the covers. The bright sunlight made her blink, so she pulled the covers up and was just about to go back to sleep when she remembered, today is the day I'm going to Bucks Harbor with my father. Sal pushed back the covers, hopped out of bed, put on her robe and slippers, and hurried out into the hall. There was little Jane coming just out of her room. Sister Jane had wiggled out of her night tie, so Sal helped her put on her robe and slippers. You don't want to catch a cold and have to stay in bed, Jane, because this morning we are going to Bucks Harbor, Sal reminded her sister. Together they went to the bathroom to get ready for breakfast. Sal squeezed out toothpaste on Sister Jane's brush and said, Be careful, Jane. Don't want to get it in your hair. Then she squeezed some toothpaste on her own toothbrush, and when she started to brush her teeth, she felt something strange. One of her teeth felt loose. She wiggled it with her tongue. Then she wiggled it with her finger. Oh dear, thought Sal, this cannot be true. Standing on the stool, she looked in the mirror and wiggled her tooth again. Sure enough, it was loose. You could even see it wiggle. Mama, she cried. One of my teeth is loose. It will hurt and I'll have to stay in bed and I won't be able to eat my breakfast and go with Daddy to Buck's Harbor. She came running down the stairs and into the kitchen. Why, Sal, said her mother, that's nothing to worry about. That means that today you've become a big girl. Everybody's baby teeth get loose and come out when they grow up. A nice new bigger and better tooth will grow in its place. Did your baby tooth get loose and come out when you grew to be a big girl? Sal asked her mother. Yes, she answered. And then these nice large ones grew in. When Penny grew to be a big dog, his puppy teeth dropped out too. And will Jane's teeth get loose too? Asked Sal. Yes, said her mother. But not for a long time, not until she stops being a baby and grows up to be a big girl like you. Jane is so young that she hasn't even grown all her baby teeth in yet. Now let's go upstairs and brush our hair and get dressed for breakfast. It feels so different to be a big girl and have a loose tooth, said Sal, especially when you are chewing. When is it going to come out? Mm, Perhaps today, perhaps tomorrow, answered her mother. But when your tooth does come out, you put it under your pillow and you make a wish. And your wish is supposed to come true. I know what I'm going to wish for, said Sal. A nice, cold, chocolate... But you mustn't tell anybody your wish or it won't come true, cautioned her mother. It's supposed to be a secret wish. Now finish your milk, said Sal, said her mother. Then you can go out on the beach and help your father dig for clams for lunch. I'm a big girl and I can help him dig a lot of clams fast, said Sal. So we can hurry up and go to Buck's Harbor. 
After breakfast, when Sal went out to help her father, she saw a fish hawk flying overhead, carrying a fish. I have a loose tooth, Sal called up to the fish hawk. The fish hawk flew straight to her nest atop of tree without answering. She was too busy feeding breakfast to her baby fish hawk. Sal wondered for a moment if the baby fish hawk had any teeth to chew its breakfast with. Then she started on down toward the beach where her father was digging clams. When she came near to the water, she saw a loon. I have a loose tooth, Sal called to the loon. And today I have started to be a big girl. The loon didn't say anything but kept swimming in circles. Then he ducked his beak in the water and snapped out a herring. Then he swallowed it whole without even chewing. Hmm, perhaps loons don't have teeth, thought Sal. And she was just turning on her way when a seal poked his head up out of the water. Ah, I have a loose tooth, Sal said to the seal. And the seal, just being as curious as most seals are, swam nearer to have a good look. See, said Sal as she walked closer, right down onto the slippery seaweeds at the water's edge. The seal swam nearer, and Sal was stooping nearer when, oops, she slipped on the seaweed and fell. Kaspoosh! The seal disappeared beneath the water, and the loon laughed. Sal wasn't hurt a bit, so she laughed too. And then she got up carefully and started on down the shore to help her father dig for clams. She paused to watch some seagulls having breakfast. They were dropping mussels down on a rock to crack the mussel shells just like nuts. Then they flew down to eat the insides. Do seagulls have teeth? wondered Sal as she wiggled her own loose tooth with her tongue. She thought of a secret wish and smiled, then hurried down the beach to where she could see her father. Daddy, I have a loose tooth, she shouted. And when it drops out, I'm going to put it under my pillow and wish a wish. You could even see it wiggle. Her father stopped digging clams to watch while Sal wiggled her tooth for him. You're growing into such a big girl when you get a loose tooth, he said. What are you going to do? What are you going to wish for when it drops out? I can't tell you that, said Sal solemnly, because it's supposed to be a secret wish. Oh, yes, so it is, her father agreed. Can I help you dig for clams, Sal asked. Well, I'm almost finished, he replied, but you can help me if you like. First, you must take off your shoes and socks and roll up your pants, too, so that they don't get all wet and muddy. Sal took off her shoes and socks and put them on a dry rock. She rolled up her pants and waded in the muddy gravel to help her father. He dug in the mud with his clam rake, and they looked carefully and felt around in the muddy hole for clams. I found a tiny baby one, said Sal. You certainly did, said her father, but it's too small. We just keep the large ones, like this. Let's put the baby clam back in the mud so he can grow to be a big clam someday. He is such a baby clam, and I guess he is too small, she agreed. I guess he isn't even big enough to have all his baby teeth, said Sal, placing the tiny clam tenderly back in the mud. Clams don't have teeth, said her father, digging in another rake full of mud. 
Not even big clams have teeth? Asked Sal. Not even big clams, her father assured her. Do baby fish hawks and big fish hawks have teeth? Asked Sal. No, said her father. Do loons have teeth? She asked. And seagulls? No, said her father. Do seals have teeth? Yes, they have them, he answered. And do their teeth get loose like this? Asked Sal, opening her mouth to show her loose tooth. Oh no, she said with great surprise. She felt with her tongue and she felt with her muddy fingers. Why it's gone, she said sadly, feeling once more just to make sure. The tooth was gone, it really was. The salty mud from her fingers tasted bitter and she made a bitter tasting face that was almost a face like crying. Did you swallow it, Sal? Her father asked with a concerned smile. No, she shook her head sadly. I was too busy asking to do any swallowing. It just dropped itself out. It's gone. And I can't put it under my pillow and make a wish come true. That's too bad, her father sympathized. But you are growing into a big girl and big girls don't cry about little things like that. They wait for another tooth to come loose and make a wish on that one. Maybe we could find my tooth where it dropped, said Sal, hopefully feeling around in the muddy gravel where the clams live. Sal's father helped her look, but a muddy tooth looks a lot like a muddy pebble and a muddy pebble looks a lot like a muddy tooth. So they hunted and hunted without finding it. We'll have to stop looking and take our clams back to the house now, Sal, her father said, or we won't have time for our trip to the village. He washed off the clams in the clean salt water of the bay and Sal reluctantly stopped looking and waited in the wash to get the mud from her feet and hands. I guess some clam will find my tooth and get what I wished for, said Sal. If we come back here tomorrow and find a clam eating a chocolate ice cream cone, why, we'll have to take it away from him and make him give me my tooth back too, she said. While Sal put on her socks and shoes, her father packed seaweed around the clams to keep them moist and fresh. Now let's hurry back to the house, he said, and in a few minutes we'll be on our way to Bucks Harbor in the boat to get milk and groceries. Okay, Sal answered, scrambling to her feet. She gave one last look at the muddy place where she lost her tooth, and then she started walking back along the shore with her father. She walked along slowly, looking at her feet so that her father could not see her face in case it looked like almost crying. Oh, look, see what I found, she exclaimed, stooping to pick up a feather. It's a seagull's feather. Her father paused and looked at Sal while she picked it up. Did a seagull lose it? Will another feather grow in where this one dropped out? Asked Sal. Yes, Sal, that's right, answered her father. Maybe seagulls put drop feathers under their pillows and wish secret wishes, Sal suggested. Well, seagulls don't use pillows, but I suppose they could make wishes, her father added. Then I'll make my wish on this feather, Sal decided. Perhaps the seagull has already made a wish on that feather and the wish is used up, suggested her father. Oh no, Sal said definitely. Uh, he didn't. You see, 
I guess because he was too busy flying and not looking back, he didn't even notice it was loose when he brushed his feathers this morning, so he didn't expect it to drop out. He wouldn't even know it's gone, she convinced herself. She closed her eyes tight and wished her secret wish. When they reached home, Sal's mother and sister Jane were waiting with a box of empty milk bottles to return to the store and a list of things to buy. I'll have a nice clam chowder ready for your lunch when you guys get back, said Sal's mother, waving goodbye. I'll take good care of Jane, Sal promised. I'm a big girl now and I can watch so she doesn't tumble into the water. Sal and Jane and their father went down to the shore and got aboard their boat. Sal and Jane put on their life preservers while their father prepared to start the outboard motor. He pulled and pulled on the rope to start it, but the outboard motor just coughed and sputtered and wouldn't start. So he had to row the boat all the way across the bay to Buck's Harbor where the store was. The harbor was full of boats and Sal's father rowed their boat among them up to the landing and tied it so it would not drift away while they were at the store. They all climbed ashore and Sal's father brought along the milk bottles. He also brought along the outboard motor too, so Mr. Condon, who ran the garage, could fix it. As they came up the path to the village, Mr. Condon was outside his garage, putting gas into a car. I have a tooth out, Sal greeted, and our outboard motor won't run. My, such trouble, Mr. Condon commented, and after he admired the empty place where Sal's tooth was missing, they took the outboard motor into the garage to find why it wouldn't run. Mr. Condon pinched a little with his pliers and tunked a bit with a hammer, and then, after selecting a large wrench, he took out the spark plug. Came right out, just like that tooth of yours, didn't it, Sal? He said, holding it up to the light. Hmm, he grunted, tossing it on the floor. Needs a new plug. Sal was just about to ask how long it would take for a new spark plug to grow in when Mr. Condon reached up on the shelf and picked out a brand new one and put it in the motor. Sal picked up the old spark plug off the floor and handed it to her sister Jane. Jane was so little that she didn't understand about secret wishes. Jane was so little that she couldn't even say ice cream cone. So Sal wished the secret wish for Jane on the spark plug. Mr. Condon pulled the rope and the motor started right up, just as good as new. Sal's father thanked him and picked up the motor and the milk bottles. Jane carried her spark plug. Sal's carried her feather and they said goodbye and walked across the street to where Mr. Condon's brother kept his store. Well, look who's here, said the Mr. Condon who kept the store. I have a tooth out, Sal shouted, returning Mr. Condon's greeting. She showed the empty place where her tooth had been first to Mr. Condon, then to Mr. Fred Clifford, and then to Mr. Oscar Staples, who were sitting in the store talking about trapping lobsters and how the fish were biting. Don't put your tongue in the empty place. Mr. Clifford advised, or else a nice shiny gold one will grow in like mine. But I didn't know, said Sal, looking confused. Huh, said Mr. Condon, laughing. 
Don't you worry and listen to him. He's just joking, he added as he opened up his freezer. That there is ice cream cone. You can put that in where the tooth is missing. Oh, yes, I could, said Sal. And it's supposed to be chocolate. And this little lady, he questioned, turning to Jane. Hers is supposed to be vanilla, so the drips won't spot. And you'd better push it together tight so it don't drop off, Sal dictated, because she's still almost a baby and doesn't even have all of her teeth. After Mr. Condon had put the groceries and milk in the box, they thanked him once more and waved goodbye. They walked down the path to the harbor and down the runway to the float where their boat was tied. They all climbed aboard carrying the outboard motor, the box of milk and groceries, the feather, the spark plug, and the ice cream cones. While their father fastened the outboard motor to the boat, Sal and Jane finished their ice cream cones. I want some more, Jane demanded. Silly, exclaimed Sal. Our wishes are all used up. Then she remembered that she was growing up, and just like a grown-up, she said, Besides, Jane, two ice cream cones would ruin your appetite. When we get home, we're going to have clam chowder for lunch. The end. There you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed the book One Morning in Maine. Uh, It reminds me so much of my childhood and the summers I spent living by the shore up in New England in the Northeast. And I'm excited to go back there this summer after all this um, time being away from family and enjoying it once more with Conchetta. We both wish you a fantastic summer. We hope that you have so much fun this year and see family and friends you haven't seen and make up for lost fun that we've all had the last year and a half. Uh, We'll be back at some point when the school year starts, maybe the end of August, September. We're going to take this time to really enjoy ourselves. Happy summer, everyone. listening to sleepyhead story yes guys thank you for listening to this episode of sleepyhead stories please keep sending in your shout outs and remember to subscribe to this podcast so you get notifications every time we release a new episode please do do it All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day or a great night, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Episode. High five. High five.